This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. And I'm the coach. And we are back with you, baby. Back again. This is about three or four weeks in a row, pal. Uh, no, we missed last week. Well, I'll talk about it. You know. You know uh, what I'm saying. <laughs> we, don't, we don't count that one. We don't count that one, but uh, yeah, this is like, we'll say three, me being on here three or four times straight. Okay, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. That's what I meant. Yeah, well. We you just can't find nobody else, pal, to come and hey, you, you, record with you. <laughs> you the co-host, baby. Uh, uh, but no, uh, that, that that sorry old Chad, man, He's he he claims he's got all kinds of stuff going on and... <laughs> Uh, you know, of course, we know he does, but uh, but no, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying our our conversations. We've always got a uh, got a good uh, conversation going. Oh yeah, you know, when it comes to the Lord and when it comes to wrestling. So, uh, speaking of wrestling, let me go ahead and get it out of the way. I will be returning to. La Follette, Tennessee, SPCW at the SPCW Sportatorium on Saturday, July the 8th. Uh, I will be going up there to take care of some unfinished business. Uh, the address is 157 Myers Lane, La Follette, Tennessee, and bell time is 7 p.m. So if you're in that area, be sure to come up and uh, and enjoy some good uh wrestling action yeah sounds good man also uh we've got the remnant youth retreat yes we are almost we're right at just a month away now yeah i was thinking about that before we come on i was actually going to mention it getting close man just a little over a month away uh man just be praying for us on that and i feel like we're i know for me I'm just praying that everybody's praying into this, and because we, I, I, th- I know I have distractions the last few weeks, so I feel uh, like everybody's just kind of been distracted by whatever it is, you know, whatever's going on, different seasons, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, but I really started praying the other day, just Lord, just just have your way in this, and I'm praying for everybody that's going to be there, and just really trying to make it a point and being intentional about it and praying right for this specific thing. And yeah, I've, I've been in the same boat. Uh, you know, distracted or however you want to put it. Just, yeah, just, you know, and I, you know, I mentioned it a month or two ago. I know we were on, we were talking and, and, you know, I said this, this little season that I'm going through, I don't know if it's something that the Lord's taken me through, you know, and, and maybe he's going to, going to, oh, hello, nubs. Yeah, for everybody out there who don't know, (laughs) nubs the rooster, he's in the backyard and uh, he's, He's crowing, and I think so, he's trying to take my job, pal. Yeah, he, he is trying. He's wanting to be uh, the the uh, new uh, full fledged co host on here. He's pretty good at it, <laughs> but he says the same thing he over does. and over. He does. It kind of gets thing. on my nerves, and I know it gets on my wife's nerves, especially at five a.m. Oh, in the morning. That's okay. Wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> she can't hit snooze on that. Man. No, she cannot. <laughs> Whoa, we better be hey, careful. Now she hits I'll... snooze about twenty times on her uh, on her phone alarm, but. Uh, they ain't oh, no man. shutting old nubs up. He's he's back there, and he comes like right to the the bedroom window, our bedroom window, and and he lays on it until he hears her get in her car and leave, and then he's quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He's trying to get her up out of the bed. That's that's his job. That's a good thing. Oh, man, we went down this wife trail again. Oh, man. Uh, well, anyway, we'll bring it back. Ooh, the Remnant Youth back, Retreat. Uh, <laughs> we love our wife. That's all I was going to say this week. Uh, maybe. Maybe, yeah. But anyway, anyway no, we do love our wives. <laughs> we, <laughs> there's no maybe about that. Uh, but uh, we that may be all that we're going to say about it this week. You know, it just kind of depends on how the Spirit leads us yeah. to uh, bash them know. this week. You never know. <laughs> that love language comes up, and you just got to obey the Spirit. That's it. Go with it. You just got to poke the bear. <laughs> poke. Poke. Anyway, uh, but yeah, you know, we've all kind of been through these seasons. I mean, we've had uh, we've had different distractions, different things come up, you know, for you, uh, the the passing of your dad recently. Um, And we know when we go through these seasons that the Lord's always going to bring us out on the other side. And that's the thing about having that anchor. And knowing that Jesus is that anchor, and no matter what storms in life we're going through, no matter how things look, uh, no matter if they look dark, no matter if we don't understand what's going on, uh, or if you're just kind of in a place where I've been, I've just kind of felt distant. I'm saying, you know, yeah. And so, uh, no matter what. When you've been on this journey long enough, you know that no matter how long it takes, yeah, no matter what's coming, uh, he's going to bring us through to the other side. You know, like like I've quoted it millions of times probably here on the podcast, but you know, one of my favorite stories is when Jesus gets in the boat and he tells his disciples, "Let's go to the other side," and as they're they're going. Uh, he goes and lays down to take a nap, and and then the storm comes, and and yeah. it says that the winds and the waves are boisterous, and and the, you know they run to him and say, you know, Master, don't you care that we're about to die? And you know he he gets up and tells the the wind and the waves to hush and peace be still, yeah. and and says, Oh, you have little faith, you know. So that's the thing. Jesus got in the boat. And he said, let's go to the other side. Right. And so, you know, no matter what it may look like right now, no matter what your natural eyes are seeing, um, you're going to the other side. And this thing ain't over until he says it's over. And, you know, as long as you don't quit, he ain't going to quit. Right. I was just sitting there the other day, and I know I've, I've had this heaviness about, you know, the especially the last couple of weeks, but I really felt it for everybody. It's like, man, Lord, do we need to really be praying into this? And just, just, it seems like we're all distracted. Uh, I know I have been, so mm-hmm. I just kind of felt it. And it's like, man, it's, I'm just praying, being intentional about it. And just, you know, we're over a month away. So I look forward to it, man. I just, God's going to do something. Well, he just, always does. Let him lead and, We'll follow. That's right. Second annual Remnant Youth Retreat, first weekend in August, August 4th through 6th at uh, Okoy Ridge Camp in Old Fort, Tennessee. It's going to be a great time. Uh, And we are, to my knowledge, uh, still full, um, but we do have that uh, waiting list. If you'd like to get your kid on the waiting list, ages 12 to 18, you can email wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. Give us their information, and we'll contact you if a spot opens up. Uh, 
but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And like like we said, we know that the Lord has something great in store. Right. Just uh just trust in him, man. That's definitely definitely it. Any uh any any wrestling news? Well, let's see. I know you was in primetime wrestling, uh, what, was it two weeks ago? Or was it less? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 17th. Uh, I actually watched, you posted your match on the, the group thing we have for your training. I'd watch yes. the uh, Cabana. Cabana Man Dan. Cabana Man Dan. Say that three times real fast. That's, you can't. You can't. Because you were there when I was trying to yeah, get the original promo. To, and I was trying to say it three times. I said, man, that's, I, better not, I better quit saying that. Yeah. Else. yeah, that last time I just referred to him as but Dan. It was a good match, man. And, and then you was at, I'm going somewhere because you see C1W the past weekend. And, man, you took a lot of bumps, pal. So you, I tell you, so you're working too hard, buddy. Yeah, I've not got to. Uh, I've not been sent that match yet so I that I could look five. at uh, four took, or five. I, it felt like ten. Yeah, probably did feel like ten because four or five was probably <laughs> – I'm pretty sure it was five. You know, I think that's really the only reason I like watching my matches back now is to – I'm paying I used attention to, now, so I'm trying – I used to, to watch to try to critique myself, yeah. but I think now I more watch just to, to try to remind myself of how many bumps that I took. Yeah. Since we talked about it, I'm always counting. Every time I watch a match now, I'm like, I'm counting bumps. <laughs> like, oh, wait, I'm trying to watch the match as well. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. So uh, any any take on that? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Primetime wrestling, uh, you know, it's a very professionally ran organization. I, I, uh, I can see that from the video from, you know, from the, they recorded your match and yeah, they look great, man. Yeah, they they have a a TV ready product. Uh, it's it's really good stuff, and I'm looking forward to being back there with them. Uh, maybe beating up Cabana Man. Dan. See, I couldn't even say it one time. I had to think about it. Like Cabana <laughs> beating up Dan. Cabana Man Dan uh, uh, one more time. I know that he, you know, he's got a gripe. He he says that I used an illegal object. Uh, but it's not my fault that he come running and jumped on me. You know, Petunia was scared. Yeah. You know, and and all of the commotion that was going on in the ring, Petunia got scared. So I picked her up to coddle her and to to let her know that everything was okay. Yeah. And then you know he came with that splash, and I mean, hey, you can't fault a man for taking advantage of uh, of another man's. Uh, you know, mishaps. Yeah, that's so, true. But anyway, uh, yes, primetime wrestling. Uh, look forward to being back with them. Let's address something. You mentioned C1W this past week. They allowed me to go out at the beginning of the show and get some things off my chest. And they were, you know, the big thing that they were asking, Casey, why did you attack our precious AMJ. Yeah. And, you know, AMJ is the C1W champion. Uh, he recently won it from Aiden Wright. And, um, you know, I liked AMJ. Mm-hmm. You know, he seemed like a good kid. But the way he was has been handed everything it just didn't sit well with me. And, you know, I mentioned several different second and third generation uh, wrestlers who, you know, they just because they've got a because they've got a 
a, a parent or a grandparent in the business, you know, they just come in and they get everything handed to them. Right. You know, they they go, you know, straight to uh, NXT or, or, or straight to the top of whatever organization they walk into, you know, uh, because of this favoritism. And, and you got guys like me who's ran the roads and 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 busted my rump for for 20 plus years and uh you know i just don't think it's right i think it feeds into this entitlement generation that we we have this society of of uh video game playing uh <laughs> entitled mommy's basement dwelling uh you know kids out there that that want everything handed to them and so anyway AMJ got his championship match with Aiden Wright, uh, and I didn't know this until recently, but his dad, Alex Michaels, went out and won a number one contenders match Mm -hmm. and then handed that opportunity over to his son. And I just, I do not think that he's a rightful champion. I do not think that he deserved uh, that title shot. Right. I mean, he has been in the the sport for I, I think a year or less, and I mean, as, as good as he is coming on, I mean, he's doing good. I, I'm not saying anything bad about him, but he he just he's not uh, he's not in my league yet. Right. He's not paid his dues, and I believe in people paying their dues. I believe in people earning their spot, and, uh, you know, I just did not feel like AMJ deserved to be the C1W champion or anywhere near a title opportunity. Um, I would like to see him earn it himself, not his his uh, his daddy giving it over to him. Right. You know, yeah. so uh, that was my whole gripe. And you could hear the crowd booing and and cheering him and booing me. Yeah. And I mean, it really hurts my heart, Coach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it hurts my heart because I've spent so much time uh, paying my dues, earning my respect or or the respect of my peers. Uh, learning up and down the roads with, with uh, you know some of some of the greats that this sport has has produced. I've learned from so many, and uh, you know I've spent my time paying my dues. Yeah. And then you've got young punks like this who want to come in, and because they know how to do a flashy move or two. You know, they think that they can just go straight to the top of anywhere they want to go. And and I have – I'm going to start making people earn their way. Yeah. They're not just going to get what they want. They're not just going to get to come into the professional wrestling business and get whatever they want. They're going to have to earn it. It's not going to be handed to them. If they've got to go through me, they're going to have to earn it. And if they can beat me, then that's totally fine. Uh AMJ's victory this past week was a total fluke. Um, so once again, I had for anybody who watched that match at the end of it, uh, I had picked up Petunia to coddle yeah. her and pet her because she was she was afraid again. Yeah. And uh, then you know he grabbed me and power slammed me, and I mean it was totally uncalled for. 
you know, we were we were in a timeout. And so uh, but anyway, these young punks, they're going to have to earn their spots. They're going to have to pay dues. Right. I mean, everything he says is the truth. That's exactly. People don't want to hear the truth, buddy. Well, and here's you the thing: I mean? nobody wants to hear the truth. Like, why, Casey? Why I can hear the crowd, man? It's like, yeah, he's just stating facts. That it, it's it. That's all it is. We've got an entitled society, yeah, that thinks everything is supposed to be handed to them, and I'm not going to stand for it. Right? Not when they come in my ring. No. And the thing is, everybody knows I'm not a bad guy. I am just a guy who believes in what is right in a world filled with people who love everything that is wrong. That's it. And so I'm sorry that I believe in making people earn their spot and pay their dues. Right. But call me old fashioned if you want to, but that's the way I was brought up. That's the way I have paved my way in this sport, and that's the way people before me paved the way for me to come up in this sport. And so uh, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm taking professional wrestling back from this entitled crybaby mommy's basement dwelling society. I like it. Nobody hands you anything, did they? Absolutely not. You had to you had to pay your dues up and down the roads, tear the ring down, all this stuff. That's exactly right. And nobody hands you. How many rings of these Punks set up and tore yeah, Probably not too many. Yeah. Probably not I guarantee it. I mean, even you, when I brought you in, oh, you yeah. were traveling with me. You were setting up and tearing yeah. down all the time. Most of the time, it was just me and you. I'm like, I'm just a real pal. Why yeah. I got to work? Hey, <laughs> pay them dues, baby. You got to pay, pay the dues. No matter what you do. You want to be in a business, pay your dues. Whether you're and managing, part-time wrestling, whatever it is. That's and it. Concession stand, get in there. That's it. Put that ring up. Help move it or something. Yeah, definitely. So it's time to start making people pay their dues, Coach. I like it, man. So see you one W. Look out. Yeah, I'll be back over there. So. Oh yeah, I'll be back over there. So anything else? We uh, I think we sent a couple of matches. Uh, we talked about. I sent you Seth Rollins went to down to NXT and wrestled Braun Breaker last or two Tuesdays ago, mm-hmm. and uh. I just made him check that match out. I thought it was a good match. So, once again, I'm in one of my... I'm going to give it three and a half stars, pal. Oh, we're going to go... Oh, we're doing the star rating. I figured what I'll pull that out. Anybody else, you know. Okay, okay. We're going to be Meltzers here. I'll be the the coach of a wrestling... Edge Magazine, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Three and a half stars. Uh, well, Almost a four star. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. Nah. Well, so I am uh, since, I don't know, I, I guess the, the WrestleMania thing, I think I watched one more, maybe a, a pay-per-view, or sorry, PLE. Yeah. A premium live event. Almost now. sent. PPV, and I said, I better yeah, put PLV because we, we don't do yeah. pay-per-view anymore. Yeah, sorry. Got to be technical. Live event, yeah. That's right. So, you know, uh, I was uh, – I'm back in one of my phases where I will try, and I've not for the last several weeks, but I will try to kind of keep up with the bloodline yeah. stuff just because that's the, the best story that, you know, wrestling's had in years. Uh, I have not kept up with anything in the last few weeks, so I ain't got a clue what's going on. But um, – I'm just in one of my one of my phases where I'm just not interested in TV wrestling. Uh, I've not watched AEW in years, 
Uh, I, I watch, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever watched a full, full show, like sit there and it had right. my attention the whole yeah. time. Um, and I, I may have turned it on two or three times since it's come on. Otherwise, I've seen people share clips on social media yeah. of, you know, some good stuff and then some idiots just, you know, killing themselves for for no That's reason. True, yeah. I am. I ain't going to go into that. But anyway, uh, I've not turned any TV wrestling on, uh, modern TV wrestling. you got the coach here to help you. That's right. And you take some back before I saw. I I do watch. I watch the replay. I don't watch it live. And I'm working or I'll try to catch the replay the next day or whenever it comes up. So I can can fast forward to what I don't don't want to watch. Well, and that's the thing. I have never. I don't want to watch it. It just doesn't capture my attention. And right. Some of it does, and we just try to I try to keep up with it, you know. So I'm, I saw that match. I, I actually watched the NXT, and it was good. Uh, so I sent that. To, I think you watched it today. I, so the other day, whatever it was. So so I've never watched NXT. Uh, not a full show, right? Um, and this match was the first uh, Braun Breaker match that I've ever, you know, watched. Um, so you sent it to me. You mentioned, uh, you know, getting my take on it. And so yesterday while I was at the gym, I was uh, on the treadmill doing cardio and uh, I turned it on and watched about half of it. Yeah. Uh, and then today, as as I've had time to go back and forth, uh, I finished it out. Um, Not... Not a bad match. And, I mean, I can tell that uh, Braun Breaker, which I think that's the stupidest thing. Why not call him a Steiner? You know, I don't know if uh, Rex Steiner or Rick Steiner Jr. I don't care what you call him, but call him a Steiner. He looks like a Steiner. He is a Steiner. Yeah. He does Steiner stuff. I was stuff. curious about the name, too. So. It's, it's just a WWE thing. They want to... They want to own. <clears throat> they want to own all intellectual properties, right. you know. So, but I mean, come on, the dude's a Steiner, you know. Call him a Steiner. Let that legacy live on through him. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of like the, uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, Curtis Axel. Mm-hmm. You know, he's Joe Hennig. Yeah. You know, one of the greatest workers to ever grace the ring's son, you know, don't, I I don't know. I've just, I've never really been into that. Um, But anyway, the match was not bad at all. And you can tell that Steiner or Breaker uh, is, he's legit. He's a, he's a good worker. He's going to be a star unless he, you know, Screw something up. He's he's gonna he's gonna end up being a top a top star. The match was a solid match, but man, stuff just seems. And maybe that's the reason that I don't like to watch too many people's matches, but especially like these Seth Rollins matches. 
and I'm not just trying to dog him. He's a he's a good worker. Uh, and, you know, of course, he's the world champion. Yeah. He's made more money than I've made. He's been on TV in a top spot longer than I have. So uh, I'm not saying the guy right. is, is no good. It's just, man, he just, it's it looks like a dance to me, right. like a choreographed dance. Like every spot is planned out. And it's like, okay, swing me around, okay, dip me, okay, you know, right. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about dancing, but I mean, you know, a choreographed dance is is what this match looked like to me. Even though it had some good spots in it, I don't see, and of course, I've not been keeping up with the story if there was any story with it, but I don't see why. Uh, you would use um, a table spot in a match like this where obviously they're going to make Breaker look strong, but they're not going to give him the title. Yeah. Um, I don't know why you would have done a table spot in it. And uh, now I might be mistaken, but there was one spot toward, uh, you know, in the, in the final few minutes uh, where Breaker hits this, this big move, uh, I don't remember. It was like a pump handle slam or some kind of deal. And uh, one of the commentators said, you know, that has that has won gold uh, for him here in NXT, but it's not good enough to win the world title. Right, yeah. Why would you destroy a guy's finish like that? Right. That makes absolutely no sense to me. It's like I tell guys with like a pile driver or a DDT, those moves are those are high impact moves and you're dropping a guy right on his head and neck area. Mm. Why are you taking a DDT and both guys getting right back up and doing a little sidestep, you know, and then a Mexican arm drag and a a flippity flop and all that. Why? It drives me crazy. But, but anyway, if that was his finisher, Whatever it is, the pump handle thingamajigger. Why would you destroy it? Because it wasn't. From what I remember, he didn't go straight into. You know, I mean, it wasn't. He they didn't lay there and and take a pause for a few seconds, and then the slow crawl and the one, two, ah, yeah. oh, big kick out. It wasn't nothing like that. It was he hit the move and covered him, hooked the leg and everything. One, two, kick out. Oh, that move has won him NXT gold, but it's not good enough to win the world title tonight. And I'm like, why would you just destroy the guy's finish? And, I mean, he's a a top guy in NXT. Yeah. Why would you just destroy his finisher like that? I don't care if it is Seth Rollins or or whoever the world champion is at the time. Anyway, uh, not a horrible match. There's just too much... uh, to me, it just looks like there was too much pre-plan and uh, not enough uh, not enough time to tell a good story, right. I don't think. So, and that's, that's just, just my opinion. Right. So let's go. You're talking about finishers. So what, what do you think happened with the art of a finish? I mean... I used to watch, you know, when Undertaker hit that tombstone, you know it was over. 
Mm-hmm. When Stone Cold hit that stunner, man, you knew it was over. Yeah. And when Sting locked in the, the death lock or whatever, dropped, you know, the front face DDT, man, you knew it was over. Yeah. What happened there? Why these guys just, I mean, you're dropping a guy on his head and then there's no, sometimes there's like no selling or just, they're just right back, like you said, right back into the next set of moves or whatever, you know. Right. Man, I just don't, I don't know. I don't understand why it is the way it is today. And it goes back to all of these guys, and I'm not knocking all of them like we've talked about. Man, a lot of these guys are my friends. A lot of them are so super athletic, more athletically gifted than than I ever have been. Um, But I think it goes back to Every time they get in the ring, they've got to do something bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And when you ruin something like a good finisher, like a DDT, like a pile driver, like a uh, a this pump handle slam or whatever it was that Breaker used, I, I just don't. It aggravates me, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know where the psychology is in it, right? Because one day, guys, we're going to get to a place where you don't have anything else to do. Yes, you know, true, and yeah. and and a finish. It's like I'll see guys on like there was a, a promotion that I was uh, that I went in for, uh, you know, and did like a six month stint recently, and. Uh, well, I'll just say RCW. You yeah. know, I I went in and uh, they had me, you know, uh, work with uh, uh, Brent Banner, right? And you know, we we had this story laid out and everything, and and the first thing that I did because I was thinking, uh, I don't know really. I don't have a set finisher. I need to come up with something. Uh, I actually had a promoter recently, uh, a booker. He said, "Hey, hey, what's your what's your finish? I That's want you to use question. that." I what I said, he said, he said, "What's your what's your finish?" And I said, "Ah, I don't know, a small package." I said, "I don't know, I never win." <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, um, but I went into the RCW locker room and I said, "Does anybody use a DDT for a finish?" Because they were having me do something that night. Yeah. Uh, to to set up the the story, and I was going to use a DDT if nobody else used it, and uh, one of their top guys used it as a finish, and I said, okay, I won't use that. Right. You don't see respect like that in locker rooms today, and you don't see guys watching other matches so that they can see what other people are doing. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean. Gotcha. You got three matches in a row, and and everybody's going out there working the arm every time. Yeah, everybody's going out there grabbing a head, doing doing tackle drop down, uh, hip toss, arm drag, drop kick, yeah, powder for the first super kick. So uh, you got you got no dinner match. I'm gonna get thirteen on this. Yeah, one. you see, and that's the thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, with finishers, people are just not. Uh, they're not respected like they once were. Yeah. And people don't put any stock in it. 
And it, it, it's really aggravating because, like you mentioned, when you saw Taker uh, hit that tombstone, when you, when you saw, you know, uh, what? Arn or, or, or Jake hit the DDT, that was it. Uh, I mean, when you go back even further, when you saw Tully hit that slingshot suplex, mm-hmm. it was over. When you saw Dusty hit that bionic elbow, it was over. It was over. I don't. I don't know why. Um, and now all of these moves that were once uh, respected as as yeah. finishers or used as finishers, uh, they're just you. I mean, they're used in the first uh, you know minute of a match now, and it's aggravating. And there, I don't see any psychology in it. If a guy gets DDT'd on his head in the first minute of a match, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not talking a literal minute. I'm talking early in the match because some people, I mean, some kids will listen to this and they'll they'll go, okay, now we can't do a DDT within the first minute. Right. But you know, once we get past that first minute, I'll hit you with a DDT and then we'll do this flippy and this flippy and this yeah. flippy. No, that's not what I'm saying. If you if you throw something like that in there in the the first part of your match, um, it means nothing, and especially if. And this is for anybody out there listening. Please listen to this. Please g- start respecting the people uh, that are your coworkers, that are your peers, and don't just use everything that they use for a finish. Because why did they hit a guy with a DDT and one, two, three, and then you go out there the next match and hit a guy three times with a DDT <laughs> and it, yeah. it don't finish him off? Yeah, you, you know, or you you don't even go for a cover. I mean, a DDT is a setup. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I don't even think it's about being old school. A finisher, it's called a finisher for a reason. So it's like maybe people just don't respect it like they used to. Right. It, and today, you know, it's like, I mean, when Shawn Michaels revved up that band to get ready for that kick, you know, it was, that was it, pal. Yeah. It's over. Now you got I love, I love aggravating you about the super kicks. You ain't got people throwing 28 super kicks in the same match. But it's just, maybe it's just people are just, I guess, maybe losing respect for it. It's not a good way to put it, but it just seems like nobody's just don't respect the finisher like it used, you know, like it should be. Yeah. I mean, it's your finisher. It's, this is it right here. And talk about that, you know, I never, that's a good question. We're, we're going to get find you a finisher, pal. <laughs> I know we we first met used to do like a big lariat clo- clothesline. I don't know if that was your finisher or not, but I mean we always talked about it. Yeah, uh, uh, I've I've I don't know. I've thrown a lariat. Uh, I've got some signatures. Uh, I pulled one out uh, this past Saturday that I've not used in many many years. Uh, but the BTHL and I man I I this was one of my signature moves from. When I first started, like 20 years ago, I, I came up with this. Uh, it's the BTHL, the better than Hogan leg drop. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> you know, uh, and I always yell BTHL before I hit it. And so uh, nobody knows what it means, but now they do. Yeah. Uh, but it was just a little inside joke for all of us riding down the road. Uh, but anyway... Yeah, I don't really know. Uh, like, I've done the lariat for a finisher. Uh, now, that, that match against Cabana, man, Dan. Dan. Yes. I and mean, you gave him a good boot there. 
And that one. Oh, and he caught, he ate everything. I mean, I mean, I thought like pretty good. That might be a good finisher for you. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I thought you took his head off, man. I almost did. I, I almost mean, did. It, I, was, it was good. I was like, and he was talking about finishers just now. So, yeah. How about that, buddy? You might get the big boot in there at the end. I don't know, man. It was good. I mean, it it is a little more vicious than most people's. I don't just stand there. I don't just stand there and wait for people to run in. He just took his head off. He just kicked his head off. I said he did, but I think he went in the front row there for a second. Yeah, yeah, he ate every bit of that. But, but yeah, I mean, I just think that uh, you know some of these moves need to be looked at once again as a as a respected or a if sacred if you want to call it yeah you know i mean back in the day if you're on the card with undertaker ain't nobody going out there and hitting tombstones no uh if, if you're on the card with tully ain't nobody doing a slingshot suplex uh if you're on the card with dusty ain't nobody doing a bionic elbow right um but there's just i think it's the one-upsmanship that has brought us to this point where there's no such thing as a finisher anymore. And I think that takes so much away from a match because, and here I am not even having a finisher saying this, um, but, you know, I think it takes so much away from a match because there's a place where you can get people right in the palm of your hand Mm. Toward the end of that match, whenever they know you're setting up for that finisher, you know, and so I think that's something that needs to come back. I think too many times these days, uh, everybody's hitting their finisher for a falsy or uh, to to layman near falls. Yeah, you know, just for the big one, two. No, yeah, I mean. Do something different. I don't see why you, and especially in this case with this Rollins uh, breaker match, if that's his finisher, and apparently it's been used to to win the NXT title or whatever he won, right. but why would you? Boom! One, two, kick out. I just don't understand the point of that's the dude's finisher, and. Always good enough to win the NXT title, but not the world title. They don't. I mean, you just buried the dude's finisher. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a good question. Hmm. See, that's why when I'm watching wrestling, I'm watching old school stuff. I, I know you are, buddy. Man, I, I've been I've been really digging into some uh, world class lately. Mm. Uh, just going back and watching some of their TV shows. Um, I just enjoy that. I I don't want to wish my life away. Of course, this won't never happen because we can't go back to the eighties. But right. man, the eighties would have been a perfect time period for me. I remember uh, one of our early episodes, and I had Jeremiah Plunkett on. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, for those who may not know, uh, NWA star. Uh, be sure to check him out. NWA Power on YouTube and. Fight TV and all those other networks that NWA's on, but but had uh, had Plunky on, and uh, we were talking about it, and I was, you know, we were discussing like how, uh, you know, he 
considers himself just a good journeyman wrestler. Right. And, you know, that's kind of kind of my situation too. You know, we just go to these different territories, these different shows and and work and do whatever needs to be done and we don't have to be on top. We don't have to have a title. We don't have to we're just there to to work, to help guys, to to yeah. to do whatever's needed and you know, and for most people, most promoters, they, you know, would consider uh some people like us, hey, that's a good hand. You know, you need somebody to, to pull out a good match, you know, put them in the ring with Casey or put them in the ring with Plunky or, yeah. or Rivers or something like that, you know. And that's what we were talking about, about how, like, uh, me and him and Rivers and, and guys like us, you know, we we could have done great in the 80s during the territory system, you know, uh, just because that's – that's what it seems like. That's our, that's our passion. Yeah. Is, you know, it ain't about having a big head and, Oh, I got to be the superstar. I I could care less. Yeah. (laughs) I know. That's yeah, man. It's, uh, I just have great respect, great respect for all these wrestlers, athletes. I mean, they're doing, doing their thing. And, uh, I just enjoy watching it and enjoy being around the last 10 years or so as yeah. a referee. And, and, man, just great res- great respect for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Hey, b- before we move on, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I just thought about it. Uh, Jeremiah Plunkett will be doing a I, I was going to mention that. wrestling I seminar. That. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure it's August 12th, Saturday, August yeah. 12th. Uh, at Championship One Wrestling. I don't know if all of those spots are filled. I know that they've had several. Uh, but if um, there are spots available, you need to check into it. Any young wrestlers, any veterans, uh, you know, this is for everybody. Anybody who wants to learn, Plunky's a good one to learn from, and he's doing a seminar before the show on Saturday, August 12th. So uh, contact Championship One Wrestling or uh, Charles Stanley on Facebook uh, and, and you know, see if there's any spots available. But, man, that's that's one that you, you should get on. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I just – yeah, you're fine. I just want to tell. <laughs> We're just here talking about wrestling, man. I don't mean any disrespect towards anybody, man. I just love the sport and have great respect for everybody that's been involved and is involved in it, man. Uh, I just love it, you know. So. It is. It's a. It's a. It's been wonderful to me for twenty years. Uh, there's been ups and there's been downs. Uh, most of the downs were caused by myself. <laughs> but I guess yeah. But no, I mean I. You know. I wish you know talking going back to talking about uh, like the territory days, the world class championship wrestling and and mid south and. Uh, you know, Atlanta and uh, Mid-Atlantic and just if if guys go back and watch this stuff, man, there is just so much good wrestling and good angles and just it's stuff that you do not see today on yeah. TV. And I know maybe we've got a generation that's that's used to this stuff on TV or maybe a couple of generations, I guess, by now Probably, that's used yeah. to this stuff on TV. But to me, it just ain't what I grew up on. 
And that's why, like, that's why I guess it cannot uh, hold my attention. Like, man, when I was a kid, listen, and men, you've talked about this. Hey, but I know. Hey, uh, yeah. Saturday morning. I'd be fighting with my sister because she'd be in there trying to flip the channel to save by the bell. But, man, I get up in the mornings. There was a time where I think it was uh, like 6 a.m., the golden age of wrestling come on. Like, what was it, Sunset Network or Sun Sunrise Network? I don't know. It was on satellite. Something like that. The golden age of wrestling. We're talking Gorgeous George and... And Thez and a lot of these, you know, guys. So I would watch that. And then there was like ECW at 8 o'clock. And then there was WCW Power Hour or Pro during that time uh, at 9 o'clock. And then at, I believe it was uh, 11 o'clock was uh, WWF Challenge. And then at noon it was... WCW Worldwide, mm-hmm. and then at, I think, three or four or five, somewhere in there, there was another episode of, like, I think Challenge or maybe Superstars. I can't remember. And then at 6.05, baby, on the mothership, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're watching Saturday night. And, you know, then uh, in later years, uh, mid-'90s and on up, I mean – even after you had Saturday night, uh, there was stuff that would come on, like Shotgun Saturday night came on late at night, you know, WWF. Sunday, I know there was like 11 a.m., WWF superstars. Hey, on Saturdays, I can't remember the time. Maybe it was 10, 11. There was a period where there was WWF Action Zone. And, yeah. you know, there was just... All these wrestling shows. Uh, on Sunday, you get on up. There's WCW main event, uh, and later years there was WWF Heat. Man, you could sit on the weekends and watch wrestling constantly. Yeah, and that's what I did. Uh, man, and and that was the wrestling that held my attention. I didn't want to miss it. Yep. I, I knew what time it came on, and I was sitting in front of that TV when right. it came on. And that's just not what I see on TV today, and it just don't hold my attention. And honestly, maybe uh, maybe I'm just out of touch because of you know being older now, but I don't hear many kids talking about it, keeping their attention like it used right. to keep ours. Yeah, I don't th- I don't either. I'm with you. I mean, I watch it today, but it doesn't hold my attention like it used to. Just like I still enjoy some of the matches, some of the storytelling. But like you said, man, late '80s and stuff like that. I'm a little older, so mm-hmm. man, I had to wait. I had to run in the video store because you know, <laughs> and it, I had to wait till the video came out because I couldn't afford the pay per view. So I was right. like, I'm like, oh, come on now, you know, more. When do you want to put the, you know? For those of you uh, remember movie videos, man, I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> on the old VCR. Yeah. And, man, I had to wait until it came out so I could watch it. But they'd build the story and build the story, you know. And the, we'd have cable sometimes. Sometimes we didn't, you know, if we yeah. could afford it that month. So I could put it on TBS. And uh, and when we didn't have it, I mean, I didn't have a clue what was going on. I was just, of course, in the inter, 
interwebs ain't like it is now. <laughs> yeah. So, man, I was trying to read the magazines and stuff. That's how I kept up. Uh, maybe call the number when it started. one 900 Kids, get your parents' permission. <laughs> they just didn't hold, they didn't hold my... Back then, man, I'm just man, I'm at the edge of my seat. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, even, even when the Monday Night Wars was going on, that kept oh, on the edge yeah. of my seat. Yeah, I was like, of course, I was a teenager then, so it's like, here I'm 17, 18, 19, and it held my attention. Though. I mean, I was flipping back and forth, yeah. stuff like that. And, but now, I, I still keep up with it, but it just doesn't hold my attention like it used to, like we're talking about. Right. So. And, you know, back in those days, this just hit me. This is just out of the blue. But as much as we were constantly flipping back and forth, like during the Monday Night Wars. Um, yeah. And then, you know, there I was a time where. I watched the other one. Right. There was a time where, you know, SmackDown was on Thursday mm-hmm. uh, originally. Yeah. And then WCW come out with Thunder yeah. for Thursday. So Mondays and Thursdays, you're flipping back and forth yeah. constantly, you know. And, uh,. I didn't ever hear anybody mention anxiety back then. Huh? And if if somebody had something that interesting these days that they're having to constantly flip back and forth every time there's a commercial come on, yep. they be, oh, my anxiety is so high. Oh, my anxiety is so high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's how, that's uh, that's off on another rabbit trail. It just made me think of They've it. They've been but, flipping out, man. Yeah. But, but it dude, that's... on the edge of my seat, man. It's like, man, this is must-see TV right here, literally. It is. It is. It was. Man, I miss those days. I miss video stores, pal. Yeah, the video store. I, I, I remember. Used to be my dream. Uh, my, own, my own video store. Of course, really? we're all out of business now. So Yeah. I mentioned I one dream. day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said something to my kids one I, day. I said, you know, back in my day, like, you know, I had to, I had to go to Blockbuster and rent video games. I couldn't just download them off the interwebs. And they said, what's Blockbuster? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shut up. And but like like you was talking about, man, I used to like on the weekends my dad would come pick me up and on the way home you know, we'd stop and get maybe like a pizza or something. Yeah. And and stop by the video store. And him and my stepmom, they were big into like those action movies, like the Steven Seagal stuff and everything. Same way, I always been like a movie. Yeah. I always enjoy movies, but I'd get movies harassed. Well, that's what I, I would go over there. I'd be, he, he would go in and rent the latest action yeah. movie, you know, and then I would uh, I would go and pick me out a couple of, of pay-per-views. Man, those were the days. We had a you know, Blockbuster movie gallery and a couple places where I lived. We had a, lot, a little locally owned video stores. And, oh, man, I was in there every Friday and Saturday. And the new yeah. release came out, whether it was an action movie or a movie or the wrestling. I was first time, the first place I went was a wrestling stage. Kids don't know anything about then that I'd these days. The, uh, the newest movie came out, but yeah, I miss them. I mean, all yeah. they've got to do is is it's flip everywhere. a button on their phone now, and they've got whatever streaming. Now, but yeah, it's like man, this has been bad if I was a kid. Oh man, they would have never got me to go to school. I, I never went outside probably. <laughs> if it's the old school stuff, like I could watch. You know, oh yeah, and it was going on then. Like I could watch it twenty four seven. Yeah, that would have been dangerous. It'd been bad, very yeah. bad. But mm. anyway, well, Coach, I know what I'm going to do as soon as we uh, stop this recording. I might do some cardio like I had planned. <laughs>
Uh, Cardell win. But after that, uh, I'm going to take a shower, and then I'm going to plop my big old booty over there in my recliner. Yeah. And I'm going to pull up some old school wrestling. Absolutely. I mean, that's usually what I do. I, I like sports, too, so I'm in Braves and stuff like that. But it's usually that or wrestling. I'm watching the house on my days. I'm just... Unless I'm college football's guy. on, college I don't football's care about the biggest thing, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I watched Braves get me through that, and I got wrestling. So <laughs> I'm what I'm usually watching, pal. Just old school, whatever I feel. I got twelve different things I watch. Sometimes I need to sit down and watch. Watch. Uh, I know. I, I need to focus way. on one instead. I got. If you go to my my network or Peacock or whatever they call it now. Uh, it's yeah. it, it on my continue list. You oh, know, it's got like yeah. world class, an episode of world class, an episode of AWA, an episode of Mid Atlantic, an episode of WWF. You know, it's I, all kinds of stuff. I, I go back and forth. I need to focus on one. Sit down, <laughs> watch one. Hey, that's what we need to do. We need to we need to start. Uh, I, we'll throw it to the people, the people out there. Uh, send us. If there are matches or, like, old, preferably old, I mean, if you want our opinion on the new stuff, that's fine. Send it in, and, and we'll get to it. But if you've got good old-school stuff that you would like us to watch and review here on the podcast, send those things in, and, and we'll start doing that as a new segment on the on the podcast. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, it'd be cool, man. And there's a lot of stuff out there that maybe uh, we've not thought to watch that uh, I'm sure there is. You guys I mean, could help us out and give us some new uh, new uh, stuff to to dig into because man, I'm I love the old school stuff. Yeah, I do too. So anyway, send that stuff in. You can uh, do it on the Wrestling for the Faith Facebook page or. Uh, you can email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. Send those things in. Also, questions, thoughts, comments, praise reports, or prayer requests, you can send those in at that email address as well. Also, let me throw this out there. Uh, I am accepting a limited amount of wrestling bookings now. I just had some dates come available uh, that were booked up. Uh, if you would like to bring Casey Cage and Sweet Petunia and maybe even the coach to your town, uh, email me at bookcaseycage, B-O-O-K-C-A-S-E-Y-K-A-G-E at gmail.com. And uh, we'll try to get something set up. I'd love to come to your town, love to beat up some some folks uh, in your area. But, uh, guys, we thank you so much for listening. Coach, you got anything else before we uh, sign off? Man, just uh, keep us in prayer for the youth thing coming up. And That's right. Man, just looking forward to it. That's it. Guys, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at RealCaseyCage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith. 